This is the Fedora Chronicles News of the Week for November 2nd, 2019. Let's cancel call-out culture. The issue of censorship on social media comes up again, this time from a Democratic candidate running for president. The former president of the United States himself says kids these days should knock it off with the being too woke. A famous pathologist comes right out and says Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. And behind the scenes, Jason Cousineau calls for an intervention for me, Eric Render King Fisk, after using the words being woke together in a sentence, but right after we tackle sexism in fandom and chauvinism in cosplay. Commentary on pop culture and current events through the perspective of film snobs and diesel punks. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show for the week of November 2nd, 2019. Thanks for listening. And then you have the weeks where there's just so much stuff that you're overwhelmed and you don't know when to begin and you just have to say to your co-host, here's a list of topics. I don't think we're going to get to them all. And because I wanted to talk to you about um, uh, the issue with uh, sexism and chauvinism in the realm of fandom, nerddom, and cosplay. Wanted it because mm-hmm. something it's not really huge, but it's like it, it in the in the grand scheme of things, it's not something that it's earth shattering and everybody heard about it. But it was an there's an incident that occurred and said, Jay and I got to talk about this. And I actually promised some of the people who were involved we would get to this topic someday. Then yesterday, um, another autopsy report came out about Jeffrey Epstein and the. If the news, if you hadn't heard it, is that the, this forensic expert had come right out and said Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. He was strangled. It was, it's murder. It's not suicide. It's murder. And that's definitive? That's now definitive. Um, Dr. Michael Baden says that um, his, the autopsy is, results is more consistent with homicidal strangulation than suicide. Dr. Michael Baden, who is allegedly an expert on this, had said it's definitive. Period. And end of story. Move on to your next topic. And then we wanted to talk about uh, Barack Obama calling out the um, cancel culture. Yeah. And I was shocked to, 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 to see that. And you and I had sent a couple of texts well, back, and, back and forth. Yeah. And honestly... In regards to that, well, no, you continue on to your point, then we'll talk about that. All right. And then um, I've been looking for a a third or fourth book in a a trilogy uh, that describes what's wrong with America, what's going on with America right now. Um, I already wrote a review for um, uh, Thomas Frank's Listen Liberal. I'm working on my next review for America, the Farewell Tour by Christopher Hutchins. I was going to include um, Shattered with that. And then somebody had sent me a link um, to Donna Brazil's book, Hacked. And uh, I, I, I bought it yesterday and I'm already finished with it. 
And if you want an, you, if you want an, an, uh, the definitive explanation about what's wrong with America, what's going on with America, and why we are in really sorry shape, this is one of the books that I think that everybody should read and get your heads out of your butts because Donna Brazil is one of the women. She was the chair of the DNC during the last few months of the campaign. And she chronicles everything about like, how did she get into that position? How did she become the chair of the DNC? What happened to Debbie Wasserman Schultz that caused her to resign? And then the the book gets into horrible things that she had found out once she was the chair of the DNC. Now, this is all stuff that she goes into detail more than the article you sent me. I sent I sent you an article that's a book excerpt. Okay. And um and and it's linked to on on our show page. And the book chronicles exactly all the reasons why, according to Donna Brazil why hillary clinton lost the election why she why she won the quote popular vote but she lost the electoral college and she even goes on um lengthy detail chapter after chapter about the awful state of the dnc as an organization if it was a business it would have filed for bankruptcy and it would have already been closed and shuttered by now right And it also answers a lot of questions that we've been asking on this podcast for ages. Like, perfect example, how come all the superdelegates pledged all of their delegates, all their delegate votes to Hillary Clinton? And the answer should make you furious if you're a Democrat. Well, it made me angry and I'm not a Democrat. It's a, it's a perfect example of what's wrong with the American political machine. And we don't know if this is not also true for the Democrats, uh, for the Republicans, Republicans too. Right. Now, it could very well be. Now, the thing is, is that on top of everything else, <laughs> I thought this was fun. Um, the Daily Star UK had published a brief little story. Unknown, quote, space station, unquote filmed above San Diego in best UFO footage ever. And, um... Oh, yeah, sure. You send me the Donna Brazili thing, but you don't send me that. Come on, what the hell, dude? Well, you know, like I said, but like I said, it's a busy news week. And where do you go? How do you get started? (laughs) (laughs) Where do you begin? So... And, and I think that um, with everything else that had... Hey, I mean, we're not baseball fans, but um, uh, the Washington Nationals won their first um, world championship. So, and I just sent you the link to the, um, uh, the, uh, the Daily Star news of... And I, and I looked at it, and I thought, yeah, that's interesting. Okay. All right. And, and by the way, it's, it's, it's Halloween season, season of the witch... And uh, and I, I thought that maybe we might end the show with some real spooky stories, but I but I think that we did a show on that topic a couple of years ago, and I don't know. Do you have any new stories? Any new weird uh, personal experiences? Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know if they're new, but I don't. I I may right. have some that I haven't shared. Yet. Yeah. yeah. So um so yeah we it's it was, so where, where exactly do we we begin with all of this? And are there any other news items that I've glossed over or I haven't talked about yet? Uh, none come to mind. All right, so um, let's talk about let's talk about the easy one. Let's talk about the Obama and the call out cult commentary about the call out culture. What he said in the in the video excerpt that I saw is that he basically said, "Listen, you know, doing this call out culture where you're where you're shaming people and stuff like that because they disagree with you." He said, "That's not activism." You're not being an activist when you do something like that. There's no reason for it. They're allowed to disagree with you is the gist of what he said. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I'm not surprised by that coming from him. I'm really not. This idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff. You should get over that quickly. The world, the world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. People who you are fighting may love their kids. And, you know, share certain things with you. And, and, and I think that one danger I see among young people, particularly on college campuses, Malia and I talk about this. Yara goes to school with my daughter. Um, but I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media, there is this sense sometimes of the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people. And that's enough. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or used the word wrong verb or then... I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself because, man, you see how woke I was? I called you out. <laughs> Let me get on TV. Watch my show. Watch Grownish. Um, you know, that's not, that's not activism. That, that's not bringing about change. You know, if, 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 if all you're doing is casting stones... Uh, you know, you're, you're probably not going to get that far. That's easy to do. It does on the surface seem contradictory compared to the man who was on camera saying you have to get in their faces and shout them down to call out the call out culture. But there's difference between fostering an, a, a loud argument, which is what he was doing with that other comment and saying, listen, you're affecting people's lives and livelihood by doing this and i think that's something that is within character for him from when he was president and i don't know much about him from prior to that to be honest but i don't see that as being surprising coming from him um that's my read on it though that's my take on it i have this weird respect for president obama because i may not have agreed with almost anything he did when he was in office but i always felt like he was being he was respectful of people in general you know what i mean um he didn't 
there was a lot politically that he did that kind of seemed at odd with that to me. But, you know, I don't know if that's because that's what's expected or that's what he was being advised to do or whatever. Like, for example, traditionally, if you lose the House or the Senate and you're, you're president and you lose the House and the Senate, you call the the leader of the opposing parties and congratulate them. Right. And Obama didn't do that. Um, that was actually something that came out in the news. Which, right. You know, at the time, I remember thinking, what an asshole. But, you know, looking back on it, it could have been more what he was being advised to do than what his gut was. Right. But it's hard to say. I mean, because this is a guy who did a fucking beer summit when he called someone out without knowing all of the information. Right. So, you know, um, so at least as far as I'm concerned in that, uh, that, that doesn't seem to be that much, that is contradictory as it might on the surface. Right. Daily, dude, what, what the hell is this? I'm looking at the Daily Star and then I see the clickbait stuff that's on the right and they have a story <laughs> that's titled... Porn star turned MMA fighter suffers humiliating defeat in first fight ever. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, it just it, it gets it gets to the point where as is like you look at a lot of these, um, you look at a lot of these news stories, and it was like, first of all, the thing is, is that why are we even giving this thing um, credence? Um, from if it's from the Daily Star. And the yeah. thing is, is that the video, the video looks, it's like surprising, like, oh, wow. Hey. Oh, yeah. I couldn't, which I couldn't load. Oh, okay. Way. All right. Um, but it's like, you look, you look at this was, um, you look at the story and it was just like, that looks like a credible video. If you can get it to load, which apparently some people can't. Um, And then, and then it was just like, then you scroll down here and it's like you read the other sensational story and it was just like, this is the thing that bothers a lot of us, um, you know, podcasters and ufologists and people who are interested in the, in, in the super, supernatural. Whereas it's like you get a great news story with compelling pictures or, or video and then your credibility goes right out the window. Oh, it's from the Daily Star. Right. Um, but getting back to the whole Obama thing, I think that Obama is sort of becoming older and wiser. And I think that he's realized what he's done with the, the call out cancel culture. Whereas if, if you but say, how, how much did he participate in that when he was in office? I don't really recall what, him. I recall him saying, you know, get in their face and get them out and say that they're wrong. But I don't recall him saying, you know, protest them at their places of business and post all of their personal information online and try to ruin their fucking lives. I think that what we're seeing now is the evolution of that. I think that people have taken what he said about getting in people's faces and, and arguing them down with facts has evolved to call out cancel culture. And now is, is that... Do you think that's something that he could have predicted, though? No, I don't. Th I don't think anybody yeah. could have predicted that. You have okay. no idea where a social movement is going to go. True. You have no idea. If, like you have no idea. Like what? What's going to be the next big fad? What's going to be the next big thing in fashion? Um, right. 
like seriously are our bell bottoms coming back stay tuned um <laughs> you don't you don't know that you don't know what's going to happen you don't know if a if a trend or um, um and just so that we're we're clear on what we're calling call out culture is also known as outrage culture cancel culture or uh um what's the other thing i've heard it called fuck i can't remember but basically it's when um something that we've talked about without actually putting a name to it earlier where you know someone on twitter says something and oh deplatforming deplatforming is another great one yeah where people you know say something on twitter or something they find something that was said on twitter like 3 years ago and then everyone goes absolutely bullshit batshit crazy and they say they've got to get fired. They've got to lose their job. They sure. got to do this. They got to do everything. And um, yeah, that's that's really what we're talking about. Right. And it's yeah. It's just can't we just disagree? No. Why do we have to <laughs> take it to that extreme? Why Why do we have to take it to that extreme where it's like if I said something. And I guarantee you, if you look hard enough in all the podcast episodes that we've done, I've said something really awful and stupid. And uh, I thought it was funny at the time, and I regret doing it. And um, I'd like to be able to erase it. But the thing is, is that it's out there, and it's a lesson that I need to learn. And I, there- and you're not the only one who has to learn that lesson, by the way. Right. And that's kind of my point, is that if we're all going to say and do stupid things because we think it's funny, because we think it'll provoke conversation, whatever, to be held accountable for that years later. Right. To the extent where you're going to lose your fucking livelihood. Right. You know? I mean, that's just, I don't know, that, to me, that's just taking things too far. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I, I do think that he is sort of looking at his legacy in all of this and i think that i don't think it's so much as a a, a, um uh, i don't i don't i don't know if it's so much of a retraction maybe or if it's Mm -hmm. a i i don't even know what to call it but he i do think that he does have some regrets i do think that he's saying ah you know what I, i i i should not have done that i shouldn't have said that I should not. I should not have like started the whole "get in their faces" mentality. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but the thing is, is that like the clip that we're going to play that I'll I'll insert. I think that he does raise a really good point. Whereas, you just can't end somebody for something that they said once a long time ago. You just can't like, because once you try and pull that. You try and deplatform somebody. And I think I'll, I'm just going to use Alex Jones for an example. Yeah. Or even a, a, another example, Donald Trump and the calls for what, what, what's, what's the name of the guy who, who, who runs Twitter, the CEO of Twitter. People are demanding that this guy turn off Donald Trump's um, Twitter account. And first right. of all, w- whether you like it or not, He's the president of the United States. He occupies the White House, the Oval Office. And 
what he says, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with him or not, what he says makes news. And this is also one of the biggest problems that I have with people like Will Wheaton. Whereas I don't like what this person says. You need to deplatform this person. Stop giving him a voice. Um, that's just going to embolden the person that you're trying to silence and censor. The, well, you're giving them. You're giving them the. Uh, if you say that you want to deplatform somebody, you want to get Eric Fisk off the internet because he talks about crazy conspiracy theories, and you're giving him an opportunity to perpetuate his craziness. Now, all of a sudden, Eric Fisk has a reason to say, see, look, I must be on to something because they're trying to silence me. Right. Right. And that's, I mean, that's where you, everyone's got a right to speak their mind. No one has to listen. Right. But what they're trying to do is remove the soapbox. Right. You know, so you can talk, but now you're limited to talking to the people who are literally within the sound of your voice because you can't then amplify that voice in right. any way, shape, or form. And it's because you disagree with them. It's not like you're calling out for violence to be done against people. It's not like you're saying we need to find all of the people that fit category A and kill them. Because that's what's good for society. Right. Oh, that sounds familiar. That- right. You know, I mean, we're not we're not talking about Nazi level sort of calls for violence or anything. Just because a white supremacist gets on gets manages to get a microphone and starts saying that, you know, all of the problems in the world are caused by black people, but never actually says we should kill all the black people that white supremacist has every right to spew their stupidity and hatred. They really do. Mm-hmm. And if you have a, a a black supremacist who's out there saying all the problems in the world are caused by whitey and we need to hunt them all down and kill them. Okay, that's crossing a line as well. Right. But if they say all our problems are caused by whitey, okay. Right. You're allowed to think what you think and we're allowed to agree or disagree. Um. Living in a free society is messy, and we're losing sight of that. We're losing sight of the fact that you have to have a thick skin. You've got to be able to deal with the fact that other people are going to disagree with you and call you out on shit. Right. And that's where I think a lot of our the problems come in when we start getting, I don't know if it's a sense of superiority or, a sen- or, or I don't know how to classify it, but that to me is what is what is wrong with the cancel culture right you disagree with me and enough of my friends that we're going to remove your ability right to exercise your freedom of speech yeah you know and that's not right it just like you disagree with someone politically so you're gonna follow them around you're gonna hang out outside their house you're gonna shout things at them you're gonna get enough people to make their lives absolutely fucking miserable why because they disagree with you and i then, mean i could understand if it if if that had happened to jeffrey epstein after he got a 
not even a slap on the wrist. He got a joshing kind of winking and nudge and a you know a slap on the ass right in 2002 when he should have been fucking arrested and put in jail for the rest yeah. of his damn life. I could understand people protesting and making his life miserable over things like that. Right. It would still be wrong. But I could understand that more than just because you disagree with right. somebody. Because because there's always an equal and opposite reaction. Because the thing is right. is that here, perfect here. Kamala Harris, who is a uh, presidential candidate uh, for the 2020 presidential election campaign. Is she, is she still? Uh, I, I, Jay, I don't know this morning. <laughs> I, 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 I'm only looking at the news that I've, I've saved here. Okay? okay. Kamala Harris is a candidate running for the, uh, for the 2020 presidential election. She's running for the nomination. Okay. She made big, huge news saying that um, Donald Trump should be uh, suspended or banned from Twitter. And there's uh, there's a whole bunch of news stories. And, it's, and even Twitter, the people who run Twitter even address this and why it's not going to happen. But the thing is, is that as soon as Kamala Harris said Donald Trump should be banned from Twitter... And all these people say, yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. The other people on the other side had an, a, a, an equal and opposite reaction to that. Whereas they started going after Kamala Harris saying this, this woman is all in favor of censorship. She wants to censor all the people who don't agree with her. And as we know, this ends badly. This ends badly for everybody. It's, yeah. it's wrong, and it's inappropriate. We should not do this. And look, they're trying to silence the President of the United States. I don't like everything that Donald Trump says. I don't even like half of the things that Donald Trump says. I want to be able to have the opportunity to hear what crazy people say so I know to avoid them in the future, or I have right. a more informed opinion. Fine example. These two crazy guys have a podcast. One's sitting in New Hampshire, and the other guy is sitting in Utah. And they talk about, on from time to time, don't believe the government when they tell you certain lies about certain events in history. November's mm -hmm. coming up, and you know these two crazy kooks are going to get into it for at least an episode about the JFK assassination. And they're mm -hmm. going to say, don't believe your government. Your government is lying about what happened to Jack Kennedy on November 22nd, 1963 in Dallas, Texas. And somebody can say, we need to shut these guys down because they're talking political dissent. They're talking about you not believing your government, which is dangerous and wrong. They're claiming, they're claiming my government is lying to me and I'm offended by that. I've actually had people tell me that they're offended when I say on this podcast, your government is lying to you about certain things. And you need, and you need to be smart about how you um, consume information. Don't trust just one news source. Go to various other news sources. Go to foreign news sources and see what, see what, the, see what the BBC has to say. 
See what Russian television has to say. Al Jazeera. Find out how the other sides are presenting this news story. I know it's hard for just working class people who are so busy with it. Just, but if you're a podcaster or a blogger, don't just get your... I'll use Dave Matthews as an example. Dave Matthews used to post about news all the time. And I knew this woman. All she ever did was get her news from Dave, Dave Matthews. There are other people who tune into Barbara Streisand and they only get their news from Barbara Streisand's comments on what's going on in the news. And in all honesty, if anyone's getting their news from one source, like if there's people out there who are only getting their news from us, you should you should not. You should go to multiple places right. to get your site. And if you disagree with them, that's more reason to go to that site and get your news from there. Right. Because you have to understand what the opposition is saying, what your opposition is saying. Yeah. And actually, you should do that, but you should go into that thinking, do they have a point? Don't go in there assuming they don't, because just because they disagree with you doesn't mean they're not thinking logically. You might be the one who is thinking illogically in a given situation. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll fully admit that for years I've been going to sites I disagree with. However, when I went to those sites earlier, I was going there saying, what sort of crazy shit are they saying now? I was not going there with an open mind. And it's not easy to do that. But if you want to truly be informed, you have to be willing to admit that the other side may have a point, a better point than what you do what your side's saying because otherwise you're just you're just going into an echo chamber and you're not learning anything you're not becoming a better person and you're just clinging on to some perhaps outdated beliefs that you probably shouldn't have anymore anyway here's another thing a part of this um one of the most disturbing things that I've read here. Mm. Um, I'm going to bitcher this guy's last name, former editor of Time Magazine, Richard Stengel, former Time yeah. editor. Um, wrote an op-ed calling for uh, hate speech laws. A suspension of the First Amendment and having hate speech laws. Saying you can't... Well, hold on, hold on. Oh, you go ahead. So, he's not calling for a suspension of the First Amendment. He's calling for a suspension of the freedom of the speech. So, he's not saying anything oh, just about that, that the freedom to assemble. He's okay. not saying anything about the uh, freedom of the press. He's not saying about the freedom of religion. Okay. Just freedom of speech. Just freedom of speech. So, All he's right. not throwing out the entire First Amendment. He's saying we need to amend the First Amendment okay. so that people can't say what they want. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm completely against this, obviously. Because what is to stop some jackbooted thugs from um, the uh, Department of, of, of Thought Police knocking down our door, confiscating our laptops, 
and our recording equipment because we're violating hate speech laws. And define hate speech. I mean, there's some obvious examples. Like anything that that is hateful towards people because of their race, creed, color, sexual orientation. Um, that's kind of like, quote, obvious. But the thing is, is like, I mean, again, using myself as an example. If you try really hard, you can make a argument for how we practice, quote, hate speech. Every time we say, don't believe what the government tells you. Or if I were to say Kamala Harris is saying something ridiculous like deplatform the president of the United States because he says crazy things on Twitter, you could, you could make the argument that what I am saying is hate speech because I'm saying something negative about a woman of color well, and that's that's kind of the problem with it, right? You're not necessarily calling her out for being a woman of color. You're calling her out because you disagree with her. Yes. But because she happens to also be a woman and a woman of color, that means because you disagree with her, you're engaging in hate speech. And that's one, something that really kind of pissed me off with the Obama administration. Not really the Obama administration itself, but a lot of the supporters that I ran into of the Obama administration. I disagreed with Obama politically, right? I never once said he's not my president because he was. He was duly elected by the people of the United States. Therefore, he was my president. He just happened to be a president I disagreed with. Right. And I always, always got accused of being a racist because I disagreed with the man's political stances. And that pisses me off. Right. Just because you're a given minority of any kind whatsoever does not mean you get a free pass that you can't be challenged on your ideas. In fact, if we want people to be equal, then we need to be able to call them out on their ideas that they're espousing, their political beliefs, because those are areas you're allowed to disagree with, right? Yeah. Now, there's a caveat to that. If I were to use some hateful words to describe the person, right. that is now a personal attack. And it's not a disagreement of principle. I've just crossed that line. Right. So, I mean, it's really kind of a an important distinction to make whether you're disagreeing with a policy or disagreeing with a person because of the person. And it's not... It's not right for other people to ascribe a motivation to what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I, there was a lot of people when George Bush was president who disagreed with Bush and they thought he was evil, blah, blah, blah. Right. I have an aunt I love very, very dearly. She and I got into an argument about this and she, during the course of the argument, we got kind of heated. Yeah. And she was going on about how Bush lied. I'm like, Bush lied. He was go acting on the basis of information he got from not only our intelligence sources, but that of six other nations. Yeah. Seven total nations' intelligence resources all agreed on the same damn thing. How could it possibly be a lie on his part? Is it because his last name is Bush? And she said, you're goddamn right it is. Yep. Then she realized what she said, and her eyes grew huge. Right. 
And it's like, okay, now we we know the truth. Right. You're only saying it's a lie because he's a Republican, because his last name is Bush and he's part of the Bush family. That's just as wrong as me saying that Barack Obama is an idiot because he's black. Right. Which which, Which is something that like we would never say. No, I disagreed with him. That doesn't mean he was unintelligent. He's probably smarter than I am. Yeah. Hell, he's president of the United States, and, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm just a schmuck talking into a radio. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, of the two of us, who's more successful here? It doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Yeah. You know, but that doesn't mean I can't disagree with him. You know, and I, we've hard. said several times, if we had, you know, if we were going to go out and have a beer and a burger with a president, any of the last any of the presidents in our lifetime i would like to do that with barack obama more than any other president oh, yeah. even reagan oh yeah i mean no doubt no doubt at all i mean i mean if 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 ronald reagan was still alive and coherent if i could talk to ronald reagan from you know 1983 or 84 i wouldn't hesitate i'd love to yeah. be able to have a conversation with him um i i would i you know, I'd love to have a conversation with Jack Kennedy, who's on the other side of the aisle. I don't think that I would yeah. want to have a conversation with him, you know, while driving in the in the back of uh, the, the motorcade. The, the, the motorcade. <laughs> no, you go on ahead. You go on ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Love you. Gonna miss you. Don't go. Until I see you again, right? I mean, uh, it's wink, wink. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, this is that he's on the other side of the aisle. I don't agree with Obama on a lot of things, but he seems like a personable guy who has. He has also said things that are batshit crazy. Uh, yeah, and, and you can't really name a politician who hasn't. Right. I mean, um. Saying that a politician has never said something batshit crazy is as is as ridiculous as saying that Trump, as a politician, has said something right. that wasn't batshit crazy. Right. Um, speaking of batshit crazy and saying oh some and saying something that you're going to regret, the idea that there are people out there who I don't like what you say, so you should never be able to speak online ever again. Things if they had their way, things would get really boring on the internet real quick. And eventually, everybody would be kicked off the internet. And the, and the problem is, is that I think it was Tim Pool who had said on the Joe Rogan podcast, whereas the problem that's being created is that if you are going to exclude people from certain platforms because they have a certain ideology, you're going to have these people go to their own platforms and then you're going to have all these people who are talking in their own echo chambers. Like if if Twitter is only for liberals, then there's going to be a a, a knockoff of Twitter that's just for Republicans and, and right. conservatives and the and and the Christian right and the alt right. And if nobody is is talking to each other and exchanging ideas and having having heated debates. then that's just going to drive a wedge even further between us. And there are people who are really kind of concerned about there being another civil war. Like another civil war is is inevitable, but it's not going to be between the states. It's going to be like from house to house because um, there... (sighs) 
there there are no like borders on a map that say these people are think one way these people are they think another way there are people who are outraged because they're on one side of the aisle and they're being vilified by the other and that maybe a lot of people are saying that with the exception of antifa and their violent taxes we're past due for violence like you know that 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 crazy kook who drove through a crowd in his car like that's that's just the beginning the the guy who in in in, in charlotte south carolina who drove through that crowd of people do yeah. you remember i don't remember his name i'm not going to remember his name yeah the idea so we don't want to we don't want to give him any fame he killed somebody by driving through a crowd of protesters um and it's is that the beginning or do we need somebody like obama who's going to throw the white flag and he uh, and he's going to say enough is enough with this violent rhetoric and we also need to i mean i don't know i'm scared i'm scared and i'm upset about what's going on with all of this well i'm encouraged by the fact that they're seems to be people on both sides who are calling for calmer heads. Um, It's a little depressing to me that those people are not getting more press. But, you know, when you've got people, when you got people out there like Obama who are saying, hey, let's take it down a notch. You're not being an an activist. You're not being a, a, a... good soldier whatever fucking phrase you want to use right by engaging in this sort of behavior that i think is a good thing and when people with that level of uh of gravitas say things like that they should be you should be paying attention yeah even if you disagree with them you know what Barack Obama said in that video was a good thing. And by the way, he, he prefaced it with a number of jokes, you know what I mean? So it's not a difficult video if you don't like Obama. It's not a different a difficult video to sit through. Right. And he's basically calling people out and saying, Look, it, it's okay. You don't have to you don't have to go this far with it. If you're going that far with it, you're part of the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the thing that I think a lot of these people forget is that the worm always turns. The other side will be in charge. And if you start using draconian measures, the other side is going to be able to do that too. Whether they choose to or not, they'll have that ability. And do you want that? Right. Uh, you know? Like the same- and then, I mean, I've, I've met people who I think in the back of their minds, they were thinking, well, if we pass enough of them, they won't be able to because they'll never get in charge. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't like that that's what I thought because I don't want to put a motivation behind someone's actions because unless they've told me, I'd rather take it from what, take their motivations at face value for what they say because that's what I want other people to do. Right. Now, is it possible I'm going to be lied to in those circumstances? Of course. Always. Of course. But to enter into a conversation assuming the other person's going to lie to you is not benefiting anybody because you're not really going to pay attention to what they're saying because you're dismissing it before it even comes out of their mouth. 
then how are you becoming a better person or gaining any sort of understanding by doing that? You're not. You're not being a better person. You're not becoming a better person. And I want to be a better person. I've not always done good things in my life, and I would like to change that particular behavior. And I'm not going to do that by thinking I know everything and I know what's going on and no one understands me. Woe is me. Right. That's just the wrong attitude to have. Yeah. And on top of everything else, we need to deplatform people who don't agree with me. Right. Um, yeah. That is also going to bring us to another topic of people people not agreeing with me. Um, there's a young woman out there in the clock in the Indiana Jones fandom out there, mm-hmm. and um, she's a she's a a, a cosplayer. And okay. for whatever reason, she decided to cosplay as the Nazi agent taught in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, and a lot of people are kind of like, I don't like that. That's not cool. And she's written some fan fiction. Do you need me to send you the link? Yeah, please. Okay. It's really easy to remember her name. It's It's... Toaster Strudel Rachel, but she spells it T O H T S T E R Strudel. Obviously, I'm going to just send you the link here. And one of the biggest problems is that she has is that people are calling her out for being a Nazi. And I've because looked- she's cosplaying, or is because she's saying something that? Well, I mean, she's saying stuff like you know the they were right you know no she's not she she has not said anything um she's not she for for everything that i have seen so far um is not anything overtly pro nazi that i've seen she did write a little piece of fan fiction about how um, when the villains of Raiders of the Lost Ark are swept up into heaven, they're given one last chance to um, look at their lives and seek some kind of redemption, seek some kind of forgiveness for God, from God. And it's it's a it's not your usual fan fiction, but it's it, and it's and it's a different take. It's sort of like an Indiana Jones version of The Shack which was this book that yeah. a, a couple of years ago was very popular where this father has to go back to where his uh, young daughter was was um, killed after being abducted and 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 God appears in front of the sky and, you know the uh, father son and holy ghost but the 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 father comes to him in the form of of all people Aunt Jemima this t- stereotypical heavyset black woman who spends most of the time in the kitchen cooking. God, the father, is yeah. an overweight black woman who spends all of her time in the kitchen cooking yeah. and dancing. <clears throat> Pretty much the, the, the depiction is, and I thought, it's just, he, he's describing Aunt Jemima. And I was offended by that yeah. with a lot of the stereotypical, you know, and um, Jesus took the form of this gardener, Jose, 
and the Holy Ghost was this Asian spiritualist. And it, I, I thought that the, the book was offensive because God was begging the, the father of this girl who was murdered, you need to forgive this guy who killed your daughter so I can do a work in him and redeem him. And in the process, the, the, the father of this mur murdered girl is able to find peace. But there was an aspect where it's like God was really more concerned about the guy who killed his daughter then the father does, does that make sense god seemed more concerned about the guy who killed the guy's daughter than yeah. the, the guy whose daughter was murdered does that make sense and well, but yeah. no it doesn't i'm not i'm like i'm getting sidetracked so yeah. to toaster strudel rachel is for whatever reason she she cosplays as this character and she also posted on her facebook group that um she's quote into world war ii german culture and she also likes to draw she's 19 years old and a lot of people have gone after her because of how of, of what she cosplays as okay so let me ask you this then right and i know i know you're not saying she's a nazi I i'm not saying that. it at all but my question to the people who are calling her out and saying she's a nazi what about the literally thousands of people out there who collect the Nazi memorabilia from World War II that will collect the daggers, the rank insignia, the uniforms? What about those people? Are they Nazi sympathizers too? I don't know. I don't know. Because, the, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless she flat out says the Nazis were right, she's not a Nazi sympathizer. You know, and again, see, I look at it this way, right? When it comes to cosplay, not everyone should dress up as the as the heroes. There should be yeah. some cosplayers out there dressing as the villains. Right. In fact, if you look at, like, um, the Venture Brothers, a lot of the cosplay for the Venture Brothers is of the villains. Right why is it such a big deal that she's dressing up as Toad? Now, granted, Toad's probably one of the most evil characters in the movie itself. But how does that make her a bad person? I'm struggling. You I'm know, I mean, if I, if I dress, if I paint my skin purple, put a scrotum on my chin and start wearing gold armor and I'm going out and cosplaying as, as Thanos... Does that mean that I think Thanos was right and half the people in the world should be dead? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. For whatever reason, something about the aesthetic of the character appeals to her because that's, from what my understanding is anyway, that's what motivates a lot of cosplayers. There's something about the aesthetic right. of the character that they like. Yeah. You know, they don't dress up as as like people don't dress up as indiana jones because they want to be indiana jones well they may want to be more like him but generally speaking it is the aesthetic of the character that they're emulating right there are there are some people who do cross the line and become gatekeepers and they insist that if you are into cosplaying as a certain character obviously you want to be that character 
And there are some people who take it so far as to think that, no, I really am that character. Or they assign attributes to that character. Like people like to um, people like to believe that Indiana Jones shares all of their political beliefs. And they're He's super a fictional fucking character and they're, from Yeah, in and, a setting that's like seventy years old now. Right. Like they think that if Indiana Jones was around alive today, they'd agree with this character, this person who's cosplaying as him. I think if Indiana Jones actually met some of the people who dress up as him, he would probably say, you fucking losers need to get a life. I, I, I really I really do. There is an aspect to the, the attacks towards... And the thing is, if you don't realize that she's, she's doing this in some part in, toast, in tongue-in-cheek... Her user yeah. handle is Toaster Strudel Rachel. If you don't so she, Yeah, so she's clearly not taking it too serious. Right. And her with the exception of her fedora, which is I, I understand she's getting, you know, a better one. Her costume is pretty freaking spot on. Yeah. And I do think that she does a lot of this in in tongue in cheek and because of her german heritage i think and and she does post look at a lot of the stuff that she's posted about world war ii the historical aspect of it i don't think that she's a bad person i but i do think that the people who are screaming at her a person in particular who is screaming at her says i lost family members in in the holocaust you know but at the same time this is the same character who, this is the same guy who had his girlfriend dress up as Ilsa from the Last Crusade, who was a Nazi. She was a very attractive Nazi or German right. agent. It's okay for Still his, a Nazi's a Nazi. Right. I mean. He's okay with his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend dressing up as Ilsa from the Last Crusade. But he's completely, totally lost his mind when it comes to people dressing up as a woman, dressing up as a male character. And this is, a, this is something that I've seen from time to time in the groups that I run. I have seen a lot of men lose their mind when they see a, a, a woman dressed, see a woman dressed up as a male character or doing a feminine version women doing a feminine version of the indiana jones costume yeah they, i've seen that in cosplay circles too and i don't right. get that what's the big deal if they're gender bending a cosplay thing i don't what is why is that such a bad thing so like our friend jackie got a ton of crap from this guy this other guy, this other character, or maybe it's the same guy, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. The same guy who's giving Toaster Strudel Rachel a hard time. It might be the same guy who gave Jackie a hard time because she cosplays as Indiana Jones. She has an a, 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 a close to screen accurate costume. I mean, all of her pieces look authentic. Jackie's a woman who cosplays as Indiana Jones or wears the Indiana Jones costume. This mm -hmm. guy, this other guy or the same guy lost his freaking mind saying, you're a woman, you can't dress like that. That's wrong. Take that off. 
I saw that. I went online and I I ordered a um uh a, a an aqua green tank top. And I put on my my combat boots and I put on my um uh military style cargo shorts and my my blue tank top and my sunglasses and my gun belt and i took a whole pictures of pictures of myself dressed in this male version of laura croft like i'm gonna need to see pictures of that just because i think that's fucking hilarious right and i did it in tongue-in-cheek and it may have turned a little it may have looked a little gay uh, i'm not but i'm okay with it because I, I was a little tongue-in-cheek with it. And I sent them off to him. And I said, okay, so you don't like Jackie just as, as Laura Croft. How do you feel about a guy? Wait. Jesse dressed as Indiana you don't, Jones. You don't, you don't like a guy dressed up as... You don't like a woman dressed up as a guy. How about a guy dressed up as a woman? If you don't like Jackie dressed as Indiana Jones, how do you like a guy dressed up as Laura Croft? And he blocked me on Facebook. <laughs> but there is a sexism in fandom. With There is a sense of geek that geeks, dorks, and nerds have a sexist streak to us. There are some guys who are all upset because there are not enough women, gamers, cosplayers women who like to play Dungeons and Dragons, but when they actually encounter women who like the same stuff we do, they get called out for being posers and losers. And Which is so... It doesn't make any sense. It's just so counterintuitive. You know, if you're someone who wants to meet a woman who's, who likes those interests like you do, why the fuck would you call out other people who actually like the girls who do that right i, mean, I don't it, it it's uh, yeah it's a logical disconnect that i just kind of don't get and it borders on and i, I really don't want to delve into this because it's just insanity no, it borders ahead. on what they call incels right you know and just so that people who are listening who don't understand the internet jar jargon that the kids are using these days an incel is what is known as a involuntary celibate so these are people who are unable and they are almost universally guys who are unable to find a a girlfriend right and it's they come up with all sorts of excuses for it but then you listen to them talk and you realize it's because they're just absolutely horrible people right they probably don't have a lot of friends either for the same reason they're just an absolutely horrible person and to the point where Reddit actually ended their incel community page that they had. Reddit took it off. Reddit is probably the greatest bastion of free speech on the internet. Mm -hmm. And they got rid of the incels because it started becoming so uniformly violent and misogynist that they just said, that's it. No, we're pulling the plug on right. this. No more. We're not, we're not, tolerating this you know so when you have people in the cosplay community who are doing that cosplay is supposed to be a fun thing it's about a bunch of people who dress up as these fictional characters because they find it fun right 
So why would anyone in that community who's in it to have fun want to call someone out on something when they don't really honestly know? You know, while, I, while we've been talking, I've kind of scanned her her page, her Facebook page. Right. And I don't see anything on there that says she's a Nazi. I've tried really hard to find any proof whatsoever that she is what they say she is. I mean, I've, I've really, tr- I mean, I've tried. I've tried to f- figure out what, what's the problem? What's the disconnect? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. Why, why are people trying to make something that isn't there? And is this any different than the thing that Barack Obama was talking about? You know, is that, is that in principle, is that any different than the cancel culture? I mean, from an ethical standpoint, no, it's not. I can flat out say that. No, it's not. No. There's a lot of it that is really sort of like it. And the notion that so many people have gone to defend Rachel and reached out to this one character, this one guy, who's a menace on the Indiana Jones cosplay scene. He's what we call a, a stitch Nazi, whereas he calls people out for their, the, um, their costumes not being accurate enough, or he finds a reason to just attack people for no good reason. And I can tell you this, as a moderator of one of these groups, the Indiana Jones cosplay group on Facebook, I have received complaints from other people saying, this guy went after me f- like for no good reason. We also had a, a, a policy, and we still have this policy for a reason. No political posts on this group because it always devolves into ad hominem attacks. And he posted this funny, he thought it was a funny cartoon, of uh, a cartoon picture of Donald Trump dressed up as Indiana Jones trying to do the idol grab, and the, and the idol... It, it, it just says, like, Obamacare on it. Like, it has the word Obamacare. Like, and he thought it was funny. Like, somehow Donald Trump is trying to steal you know, the, the, the Obamacare. And it was a, it's a political... And, and it wasn't even up 15 minutes. And it, it devolved into this horrible argument. I, and I deleted it, and I said, everybody's on notice no political posts of any kind because of of crap like this he posted he put it up again he says i think this is funny and accurate it stays up i'm the admin of the group i'm the <laughs> moderator of the group he's a, he was a mere member yeah and i and i and i banned him and i blocked him from the group and i'm the villain this is the same guy who lost his head when I posted a link to my review of Phil Copen's book, The Lost Enigma, The Lost Civilization, The Lost Civilization Enigma. Yep. 
And he's, he's like, oh, everything that Phil Copen says in this is fucking wrong. You're an idiot for believing this. This, this, this is this kind of these kind of books are dangerous because they're not um, academically accurate. And the thing is, is that it's just Phil Copen's theories on ancient civilizations that fans of the Indiana Jones movies might find interesting. I don't agree with everything Phil Copen says in this book, but it raises some very interesting questions that I thought would be interesting in an Indiana Jones forum that also talks about ancient civilizations. And he... (laughs) He he put up a fight. He and this this doesn't belong here in this group. Again, I'm the I'm the admin. I'm the moderator. And I say this stays. Just like the other links to other civilizations. He I think he has a problem with people who other creative people who've done things before he has. Like, like he cannot stand the fact that somebody actually wrote a review of an interesting book that he hasn't gotten to yet. And he posts offensive things on his social media. And he says, you know, um, my profile, my platform, I can do whatever I want. But he's also the first person to tell you that he's offended by something on your profile, on your platform, and you need to take it down. And he tosses, is, yeah, which is bullshit. And he tosses out the excuse that his fa- he, he lost family members during the Holocaust. And it's okay. A lot of other people have also lost family during the Holocaust, and yeah. they haven't said anything about this. Um. This woman is a member of a cosplay group and she's cosplaying, but because you don't like the character, she needs to be deplatformed. She needs to be removed from the internet because you don't like the character she's cosplaying as. Right. Why it that is that is no different than the cancel culture. It's a no, it's an aspect of the cancel culture. It is. It's just horrible. But it, people can be such idiots. It's an asinine thing. But she's not the first woman to uh, bring up this issue in my history of dealing with this. This is not my the first time I've actually had to hand deal with the fact. Um that a lot of women have been made to feel scared. There are a lot of women who have been made to feel uncomfortable. The, the thing that also bothers me about Rachel is that Rachel lives in the same region of the country as this guy does. And I'm concerned about the way that he has verbally gone after her and verbally gone after other people who've tried to defend her. Where it's crossed, it's crossed a threshold, Jay. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not exactly sure 
what she should do about this other than the fact that she really she really needs to first of all she needs to make sure that she's blocked this guy well yeah block she doesn't him deserve to get yeah but and also if if she's re- actually of afraid for her life she should also maybe think about filing a restraining order and I know that we're getting into a weird territory. We're talking about we're talking about cosplayers fighting on the internet. Yeah, but it's also it's a larger example of a bigger issue, right? It's it's a smaller example of a bigger issue. I mean, if in a community like cosplay, where people are dressing up as fictional characters, this shit is going on. It's also going on when you talk about the larger you could say more serious topics like politics. The fuck is wrong with us as a society? What the hell is wrong with us as a society? Yeah. When you have, I mean, let's be honest and face facts. We're dorks. Yeah, we are. Oh yeah. We're, we're dorks and we're arguing and we're fighting and debating about people who cosplay. We're talking about cosplayers who are getting up at, upset at other cosplayers by what they choose to cosplay. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that the other thing is that another, another admin and another moderator of another Indiana Jones group is threatening to deplatform everybody. Um, who's defending Rachel. And, and, and I have the quote right here. And when I read this, this is somebody that I've known for a while. I've known this guy for maybe, maybe 20 years, this admin of this other group. Um, just a note, I'm not against the cosplay. I'm, con- uh, I'm concerned to her thought process that she uses her cosplay to enable. I'm giving you and your fair fair warning that I am tired of your nonsense and the apologist attitude to Nazis and I will use my channels to make it known that your Nazi quote sympathies unquote are not welcome in this community who is he to arbitrate what her motivations are who is he to put words in her mouth I don't know other than the fact that he's an admin on other Indiana Jones Facebook groups and he's an admin on an, on a non Facebook group Indiana Jones another Indiana Jones group that's not on Facebook and he runs a fan magazine as hard as I as hard as, I'm, I'm lo- trying like really hard to figure out how do you where do you get off calling Rachel a Nazi sympathizer. I haven't read her her fan fiction all the way through. I because and here's the thing: I don't read fan fiction anymore. Yeah. Don't send me fan fiction. I won't read it. I don't read other people's fan fiction anymore for various reasons. Because if I tell you the truth, you're going to get upset with me, and then you're going to get you're trying to deplatform me because I didn't like your fan fiction.
The same, the same is true with all the other genres that I know of. Except I don't think that people are trying to de-platform other people in the Star Trek community because people like to dress up as, as Borg and Romulans and Klingons and oh my. Well, and, and how is that any different? I think cosplaying, cosplaying as a Borg, how is that any different than cosplaying as a Nazi? Again, one of the greatest contribute, uh, charitable contributing cosplay organizations out there is known as the 501st or right. the lead or Vader's fist. Yeah. They dress as fucking stormtroopers. Space stormtroopers that are named after the Nazi stormtroopers of World War II. In a fictional setting, they dress in the bone white armor. It's supposed to evoke memories of walking skeletons. Again, it's all supposed to be visual cues of remembering the Holocaust, reinforcing the fact that the Empire is evil. There are thousands of members of the 501st. Tens of in thousands. Every maybe. fucking state. Hold on a second here. Because you know what you know what the Empire is, right? Yeah, it's the Nazis. Hold on, hold on. Space Nazis! <laughs> Space Nazis! <laughs> Nazis in space! Where's your outrage? Where's your outrage towards the, the space Nazis? How come we're how come we're not going crazy and trying to deplatform space Nazis? Because let's not forget, let's not forget the citizens of Alderaan. Right. It was like millions of voices screaming out all screaming at once out. and were suddenly we're silenced. Suddenly silenced. <laughs> you know, this is just ah, this is the shit that pisses me off though. They're a charitable organization. They donate millions of dollars to local charities in the states that in which they do this yeah you know the 501st is a great organization who takes something that is supposed to be a representation of evil and they're cosplaying and they're doing good things with it right why it, it just you know just go, oh, get what ah <sighs> Jay's head exploded. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It just, it kind of stupid shit pisses me off. There's something fuck there. I mean, and it's the selective indignation. It's the selective anger that really frightens me where some of this is okay. Like some, some people dressing up as, a, as Nazis is okay. As long as you're dressed up as a cute, hot Nazi, like Ilsa Schneider. Right. It's okay. But if you dress up as an actual Nazi, then, you know, you've got to be a Nazi sympathizer because well, heaven you, forbid you couldn't have any motivation outside of the realm of what I think your motivation it is. You know? It's bothersome. It's 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 by the now the thing is there are there are Nazi groups out there. There are real Nazi groups out there. And no one's cosplaying as them, right. by the way. There are Nazi sympathizers who don't get all dressed up as characters from a movie. 
there are real Nazi sympathizers who don't cosplay as taught. And they they really want to see blacks, Jews, gays, nonconformists killed. There are actual real Nazis here in the United States who are actually preaching real evil. Yep. But I don't see these guys going after those Nazis. I would like to see the characters who or these guys who are going after Toaster Strudel Rachel and go after them with the find a real Nazi. Find a real Nazi and try and deplatform them. And and they know who I'm talking about. Yeah. All these men who are going after men, grown men in their 30s and 40s, going after a woman who is 19 years old, grown, mature men attacking a 19-year-old girl ought to have the balls to go after real Nazis self-described Nazis on social media and go after them with the same kind of intensity. See what happens. Yeah. If you're if such you're a- so if you're so brave and it means and it's so important to you, why don't you do the most good that you can with it? Sure. You know, I just, send me send me these these two the or these two or three men who are going after Rachel. And I wonder if they're listening to this podcast right now because somebody tipped them off. Hey, Eric's talking about you. These two guys who are going after Toaster Strudel Rachel. You two guys. Why don't you be real men and attack self-described Nazis? People who identify as Nazis. Why don't you go after them and let's see what happens. Instead of going after a little girl, a young woman on the internet. Why don't you prove to us what a real man you are and go after real self-described Nazis? Yeah. Then get back to us. Show us your brass balls, guys. So with that said, ah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been a week, dude. Happy Halloween, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween to you. Yeah. Doing anything special this weekend? Um we are turning off all the lights, drawing the shades. Um and we'll probably watch some scary movies, but we're ha- we're having a massive storm come through the area, wind and rain. Uh-huh. So apparently, uh, Halloween. See, so you're not going to do what you did last year and use the paintball gun on all of the trick or treaters. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I would not, and I did not do that. Um, uh, no, um, uh, we live in an area where we don't get too many trick or treaters. Yeah, out in the rural areas, you no. tend to not. No. Yeah. No, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep a low profile. Um, also, the thing that that all, it sort of um, 
keeps trick-or-treaters at a distance is um, the copious amount of dog poop that our three dogs leave out in our front yard. Um, and, and we don't, you know, um, my, my oldest son doesn't get to it fast enough. <laughs> So the trick-or-treaters come in and you're like, just pick some of the chocolate that's out there, kids. It's all yours. That is kind of gross, Jay. <laughs> what do you mean? That's very gross. Thank okay. you very much. <laughs> God, Jay. No. I mean, we did try. I mean, in the past couple of years, we have tried to do something uh, to decorate for Halloween, but kids still don't because it's just out of the way. They had this, they had this giant upscale um, cul-de-sac. And the, all the houses are bunched together. Um, so kids can go trick-or-treating there. Um, and they kind of overlook our house. So, um, so no, I don't, we're not, I don't think we're going to get any trick-or-treaters this year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm getting any or not. It's my first Halloween in the apartment. Um, yeah. Although this weekend... Um, my girlfriend and I are going to Salt Lake and we're going to attend the Operation Underground Railroad Gala. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, which is that that'll be a good time. Good that'll for you, a good Jay. Time. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, it's, I honestly, my I first heard of Operation Underground Railroad in 2002 because they were part of the, the original bust of Jeffrey Epstein back yeah. in 2002. Yeah. And then I've looked into them and they're just a fantastic organization. They they not only try and hunt down these traffickers, but they then take their victims and try and either return them to their families, or if they can't, they'll just rehabilitate them as much as is possible anyway, and try and prepare them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, and you know if the families can't afford it, they offer rehabilitation services too. So it's. It's a, I want to say it's like a full service anti-sex slavery yeah. organization, I, which I love because you see people that are interested in taking out the slavers, but then what, what happens to their victims, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be happy to go there and, and support them. I, I do donate to them fairly regularly, so it's they're, it's just a great organization, and I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome, Jay, and thank you again for all of you do for that organization. Um, send me a couple of links so that we can um, uh, we can help promote them here on on the on the podcast and on the website. Okay. So, um, by the way, is there anything left to say about Jeffrey Epstein this week other than we've already had talked about the autopsy um, being disputed and that um, this uh, Dr. Michael Baden had, had said that it looks like it was murder. Is there anything left to say to that other than we told you so? <laughs> I... I I kind of don't want to treat it lightly like that. I think it's really, really important that we continue to investigate. He was killed. He was killed by somebody for a reason, and we need to find out who killed him and why. Because if it was just an inmate who's like, I was molested as a kid, and they killed him, okay, fine. But if it wasn't, if it was something more conspiracy theorist, 
we need to find out why. We yeah. need to find out who, and we need to find out why. I'm inclined to think it probably was not inmate violence simply because everything I've read about that particular jail makes me think that an inmate couldn't have pulled it off. But I also refuse to underestimate the ability of people to be corrupt. Yeah. So, you know, it just, uh, yeah. 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 It's unfortunate, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And I hope the investigation continues. I hope this new news inspires people to continue to look into it. Yeah. Yep, it sure it sure is. It's I mean, every time you turn around there's a, yet another new wrinkle to what's going on. And um I really hope that we can get to the bottom of what happened to Jeffrey Epstein and bring some kind of justice to his victims. Um, if not, if there's, I mean, there's nothing that you and I can do ourselves per se, but we can keep shining a light on this. And right. Which is, even if that's all we can do, you know, I, we should, I think we should do it. All right. By the way, Jay, we're also losing your signal here. Um, you must be going to the dark side of the moon. Um, you know, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for another great show, pal. All right. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. You've survived another podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Find out more about us by visiting our homepage, thefedorachronicles.com. You can support the show by visiting our Zazzle page. Exactly 12.5% of every purchase goes to keeping this and other shows on the Fedora Chronicles Network on the air. That's zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Or you can become a Patreon. Click the link. And for a mere dollar a month, you'll get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're working on, and so much more. Thanks for all your support in advance, and thank you to our listeners who have already contributed. Don't forget to search for The Fedora Chronicles on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we will be keeping you posted on what's happening. Be sure to join the Fedora Chronicles radio show Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Fedora Chronicles news. On behalf of Jason and myself, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off. Keep your chins up and your fedoras on.